Talkspace.com, feeling better starts with a single message. Support for individual, therapy for me, couples, therapy for us, teens ages 13 to 17, psychiatry, medication management, Talkspace accepts insurance, rated number one online therapy, 1 million users, employee stress check report, what's behind the great resignation, read the results of this year's survey, introducing more flexibility, learn about how Talkspace has updated their line sessions for uh, to better serve you, mental health checkup, take a short online test to get answers about your mental health, how Talkspace works, brief assessment, answer a few questions about your preferences, pick your therapist, select from a list of recommendations, start therapy, begin the journey toward a happier you, benefits of Talkspace, eliminate commute time and scheduling hassles, flexible plans to meet your needs and lifestyle, seamlessly switch therapies at no extra cost. Save money while receiving high-quality care. Ready to get started? Talkspace offers comprehensive online mental health treatment options to meet all your needs via video, messaging, or phone. Online therapy, ongoing support from a licensed therapist, couples therapy, relationship-centered therapy that connects you and your partner, teen therapy, specialist therapy for ages 13 to 17, psychiatry, evaluations, and psychiatric medication management, more than 60,000. Five-star reviews, licensed providers providing a range of specialties to meet your specific needs in areas like depression, relationship anxiety, and uh, stress, parenting, LGBTQIA, chronic illness, eating disorders, anger management, childhood abuse, mood disorders, OCD, trauma, and grief, substance abuse, family conflict, and much more. Get matched today, Talkspace versus face-to-face therapy. 80% found the Talkspace to be as effective or more effective than the traditional therapy. 98% found Talkspace to be more convenient than traditional therapy and Talkspace for business. Talkspace partners with employers, health plans, and schools to make mental health care more available and affordable. Rothy's.com. Add comfort to your gift list. Meet Rothy styles from men's and women's shoes to a wide array of bags. Discover sustainable styles made for all. Better for the planet. Rothy's believes there's a way to do things and one that puts the planet and its people first. From better materials to manufacturing and finally to recycling. Rothy's is committed to closing the gap at every step. Give $20, get $20. Tell a friend about Rothy's and you'll both get $20 off your next purchase. So go ahead, tell a friend. The gift of choice. Take the guesswork out of gifting with a pick that never goes out of style. Stay in the know. Try Rothy's today for better comfortable shoes that are better for the planet. Good morning. Here's chapter 12 of Laura Ingalls Wilder's former board titled Tin Peddler. One evening after sunset, Amanda saw a white horse pulling a large bright red cat cart up the road and he yelled, The Tin Peddler's coming! The Tin Peddler's coming! Alice ran out of the hen house with her apron full of eggs. Mother and Liza Jane came to the kitchen door. Royal popped out of the pump house and the young horses put their heads through the windows of their stalls and whinnied to the big white horse. Nick Brown, the tin peddler, was a jolly fat man who told stories and sang songs. In the springtime, he went driving all along the country roads, 
bringing news from far and near. His cart was like a little house swinging on stout leather straps between four high wheels. It had a door on either side, and from its rear, a platform slanted upward like a bird's tail, held in place by straps that went to the cart's top. There was a fancy railing all around the top of the cart, and the cart and the platform and the wheels were all painted bright red, and beautiful scrolls painted bright yellow. High in front rode Nick Brown on a red seat above the rump of the sturdy white horse. Amonzo and Alice and Royal and even Eliza Jane were waiting when the cart stopped by the kitchen porch, and Mother was smiling in the doorway. How do you do, Mr. Brown, she called. Put up your horse and come right in. Supper's almost ready. And Father called from the barn. Drive him to the buggy house, Nick. There's plenty of room. Amonzo unhitched the sleek big horse and led him to water and then put him in a stall to get and Gave him a double feed of oats and plenty of hay. Mr. Brown carefully curry combed and brushed him and rubbed him down with clean cloths. He was a good horseman. After that, he looked at all the stock and gave his opinion of it. He admired Star and Bright and praised Father's colts. You ought to get a good price for those coming four-year-olds, he said to Father. Over by Ceranic, the New York buyers are looking for driving horses. One of them paid $200 apiece last week for a team not a mite better than these. And Amonzo could, could not speak while grown-ups were talking, of course, but he could listen. He didn't, he didn't miss anything Mr. Brown said, and he knew that the best time of all was coming after supper. Nick Brown could tell more funny stories and sing more songs than any other man. He said to himself, and it was true. Yes, sir, he said, I'll back myself, not alone against any man, but against any crowd of men. I'll tell my sto- I'll tell story for story and sing song for song as long as you'll bring men up against me. And when they're all done, I'll tell the last story and sing the last song. Father knew this was, knew this was true. He had heard Nick Brown do it in, this, in Mr. Case's store in Malone. So after supper, they all settled down by the heater, and Mr. Brown began. It was... After nine o'clock, before anyone went to bed, and Amonzo's sides ached laughing. Next morning, after breakfast, Mr. Brown hitched the white horse to the cart and drove it up to the kitchen porch, and he opened the red doors. Inside the cart was everything every ever made of tin on shelves along with the walls were nests of bright tin pails and pans and bases, cake pans, pie pans, bread pans, and dish pans. Overhead dangled... Cups and dippers, skimmers and strainers, streamers, colanders and graters. There were in tin horns, tin whistles, toy tin dishes, and patty pans. There were all kinds of little animals made of tin and brightly painted. Mr. Brown made all these himself in the good winter time, and every piece was made of good, thick tin, well made and solidly soldered. Mother brought the big rag bags from the attic and emptied on the porch floor all the rags she had saved during the last year. Mr. Brown examined the good clean rags of wool and linen while Mother looked at the shining tinware as they began to trade. For a long time they talked and argued. Shining tinware and piles of rags were all, all over the porch. For every pile of rags that Nick Brown added to the big pile, Mother added more tinware than he wanted to trade her. They were both having a good time, joking and laughing and trading. At last, Mr. Brown said, Well, ma'am, I'll trade you the milk pans and the pails, the colander and the skimmer and the three baking pans, but not the dishpan, and that's my final offer. Very well, Mr. Brown, Mother said, unexpectedly. She had 
got exactly what she wanted. Amonzo knew she did not he need the dishpan. She had set it out only to bargain with. Mr. Brown knew that too. Now, he looked surprised and he looked respectfully at Mother. Mother was a good, shrewd trader. She had bested Mr. Brown, but he was satisfied too because he had got plenty of good rags for his tinware. He gathered up the rags and tied them into a bale and heavy and heaved the bale onto the slanting platform beside his cart. The platform and the railing along around the top of the cart were made to hold the rags he took in trade. Then Mr. Brown rubbed his hands together and looked around smiling. Well now, he said, I wonder what these young folks would like. He gave Elijah six little diamond-shaped patty pans to bake little cakes in, and he gave Al six heart-shaped ones, and he gave Amonzo a tin horn painted red. They all said, Thank you, Mr. Brown. Then Mr. Brown climbed to his high seat and took up the reins. The big white horse stepped out eagerly, well-fed and brushed and rested. The red cart went past the house and lurched into the road, and Mr. Brown began to whistle. Mother had her tinware for that year, and Amonzo had his loud squawking horn, and Nick Brown rode whistling away between the green trees and the fields, until he came again next to spring, they would remember his news and laugh at his jokes. And behind the horses in the field, a mazel whistle the songs he had sung. Thanks for listening to this chapter of Laura Ingalls Wilder's Farmer Boy. Have a good week. Stay safe, and thank you for listening.